What is up, sis? I am so excited for today. First of all, it's a beautiful Tuesday to have a beautiful ass Tuesday. And I just want you to know that I'm in Mountain Center, one of the most beautiful places in the world with this incredible woman that is the guest today, Kari Hay. Kari, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is honored. It is an honor to have you here. And guys, I just want you to know, she is the owner of the Airbnb that I've been in for the last week during the election that has really healed me and recentered me. And just so you guys know, I'm going to preface her incredible Airbnb Destination 74, which you guys can rent. We're going to talk about it a little later at the end of the session, but... This is where I actually held my miscarriage, Kari. And Kari didn't know this. No. You didn't know it. I did not know. So my girlfriends, it was in the beginning of COVID, Jeannie found this incredible spot called Mountain Center. It's actually out towards Palm Springs. And she sent us pictures. We were like, yo, where are you? And she was like, it's Mountain Center. I'm renting it from this really awesome woman, Kari. And we were like, we're coming. We came, and that was when I just had my miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And Almera and Yvonne, whose stories are on the podcast as well, came. And they're, they are my angels, my healers. And we came not knowing that we were going to meet this incredible woman, Kari. Mm-hmm. She's our mountain mama. Mountain mama. She is a heart. <laughs> and she has an incredible story that I want to share with you guys. So first of all, Kari, I want to say thank you for healing such a monumental part of my life. I don't even think you knew how powerful that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So great. It's and it's so cool because the land that you have here, it's just not land, it's sacred land. It is. It it really is and it healed. I have I was going through a breakup mm. and a miscarriage and I was lost and it was after I was on the call with Yvonne, she did. She was reading my uh, Akashic records, and she was like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" I was like, "Nothing." She's like, "Do you want to go to the mountain?" And just I was like, like that, "Yeah," and that's how it happened. I love it. Isn't it so cool? How we just all aligned. So perfect. Yeah. So now I'm here with Kari, and Kari has a story. This incredible woman. She's 62, but I swear she's like 30, like us. <laughs> Honestly, Kari. It's because I got daughters in their 30s. They teach me well. Yeah, but your soul is Aww. like us, mm. and I think it's so beautiful for me personally. And I know Mary and I were talking about this. Being around older women for us is so powerful to mm. see how you guys are still so full of life, yeah. because it encourages us to like not fear getting old no it just gets richer yeah yeah but don't you like ageism in america for women it's been bull it's such bullshit because Mm -hmm. like growing up we're like turning 30 was like holy shit absolutely right yeah and to think to being 60 uh yeah wow that's all that was my grandma yeah (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so how do you feel now being a 62-year-old woman with three awesome daughters? Beautiful daughters. Grandkids. Grandkids, yeah. Living on top of a mountain in the <laughs> kingdom of Mountain Center. How does it feel mm. to be here? You know, I feel so incredibly grateful for um, the whole path that got us here. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I look out every day at this view and I see just limitless opportunities. Yeah. And that's where we've just... We keep practicing that. We yeah. just open ourselves up and things have just grown for us. So it's it's incredible. Uh, when I think about being 60 and yes. in my 60s, mm-hmm. there's that's just still very weird to say. Yeah. But I feel stronger and mm. inside and out yeah. than I ever have. And I and it's just from practicing, it's from, 
you know, meeting up with women like you that come up and just bless this land mm. and keep me so grounded as well. Yeah. Wow. It's been a grounding week with all yes, of you. Yes. It's been so powerful. <laughs> and you know what's so cool I want to touch on is... As Kari just said, she looks out and she envisions all of these incredible things on top of this mountain. And she envisioned the Airbnb Destination 74 to be this healing space. And Kari, can you share your manifestation powers, like some of the tips? Because you are a visual, incredible manifester. And I believe watching you move and shake, it's so cool for me Mm. because you put it into play and you do everything. You figure it out. Like, you want to carve some damn wood into this beautiful art piece, so you do it. You know what I mean? Like, you want to create an Airbnb, so you do it. But you figure it out. You don't really let a lot of things hold you back. No. Where did that come from? Hmm, well, probably way back. Yeah. You know, way back with making some big changes in my life. And as I dabbled in change, as I stuck my foot out there and just, you know, uh, tested the waters Mm -hmm. ever so slightly, it wasn't so scary. Yeah. You know, it was, I was like, oh, okay. I think I might be able to put my knee in too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, huh. Okay. Maybe I'll edge my elbow in and pretty soon I'm both in both feet. And then when you practice that and practice that and realize that the other side is not so scary Mm. the other side is not so fearful yes you know it it gives you the opportunity to walk through just so many things so many instrumental things that I'm so grateful for that my life has enriched me with that um yeah I think that's yeah that's so beautiful and I want to talk about the shift in your life because during our time here you shared with us this incredible journey of you overcoming addiction, overcoming liquor. And it was so beautiful and powerful. And we didn't know about this until Mm -hmm. this last trip. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, because I've never dealt with alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. um, or even having a surrounding with alcohol abuse Mm. and listening to it was new for me. And I'm like, wow, people really struggle with this. They do. You know, and you overcame it. Mm. So I want to talk about this because I know so many women listening may actually be struggling with substance abuse now Mm -hmm. or have people that they love struggling with substance abuse. And I think you can be a really helpful voice Mm -hmm. to help a lot of people. So when did you discover you had a problem with alcoholism? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was 27 years old, Mm -hmm. but I had started just, you know, high school. I grew up in very mid-America. Where were you from? uh, Bellevue, Washington. Yes. And, um, you know, we had a great life, lots of family, lots of cousins, lots of friends. It was just, I went from kindergarten and graduated with the kids I went to kindergarten. Yeah. So, you know, pretty stable and yeah. all that. And, uh, and this, then we're talking late seventies, you know, in seven, the seventies, early seventies. Yeah. And it was very, it was so much more normalized to just start, you know, drinking yeah. and having time, you know, having a good time, going right. out for fun. And as I got older and I got married and I had my first child, I still, my mentality in my head was still wanting to be out there Mm. and do my thing. Mm. And I kept thinking, what is wrong with me? Mm. Because I should be home. I should be home. And I I was home, but I didn't want to be home all the time. Mm. So, you know, I remember my aunt saying to me, oh, you didn't have a problem with alcohol. And I, you know, and I simply said, I drank every chance I got. It may not have been every day. Wow. But it doesn't matter how much you drink. It's what it does to you Mm. when you start. Mm. And it's your inability to stop once it starts to roll inside your body. And for me, it was. I, you know, could go home after a beer, but you throw that second one in there and 
girl, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Out. Yeah. See ya later. Yeah. So, um, and unfortunately it did not mix with my life. So, I mean, I had, I was a mom, I was a yeah. wife. I had a beautiful life with these mm. children and had my second daughter and, uh, still tried to, you know, play it out and yeah. it, it did not mix. And the beautiful thing is that when I finally was to a place where I knew that if I, I had taken off and, and it was not a, it was not a, something I'm proud of right it was something that was so instrumental yes so important for me to go to a place that just um wrecked me yeah so that I could get to the other side of yeah that. and uh when I, I found myself in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and I didn't even know what that was wow. I'd never heard of it wow. I had no idea I had how did you get to the alcohol okay how did you get to Alcohol Anonymous okay well, let me rewind I can you share your breakthrough when was the day where you were like I have a problem with alcohol. Oh boy, you got Kleenex? No, okay, but here we go. I have a t-shirt, and I'll wipe <laughs> my t-shirt. So Share the day, because you know, okay, this is a power, This is where it the really changes is. start. Okay, so I uh, am a hairstylist. Yes. An incredible hairstylist, by the way. <laughs> and if you guys come up to Destination 74, you get a dope-ass view of the mountains and some incredible haircuts and hair color. Girl, Just saying. A full event day for you. It is. Come on up. Come on up. Um, yeah, you know, my daughter, my oldest daughter was two and a half, and mm -hmm. my youngest daughter was nine months old. Wow. And uh, it had, my alcohol, my drinking had progressed in my mind. I mean, I just had more desire to want to be out. And I went out to a couple friends here. I was living up in Washington. In a little community in a, out on the Kitsap Peninsula. And I wanted to go out and uh, do some haircuts for a friend mm -hmm. of mine. And I did. And then I stopped by the tavern on the way home. Just taverns yeah. a block from my house. Right. I'm just going to stop and have a beer on my way home. I worked hard. I get up, a little money in my pocket, have a beer. Had one beer. Somebody bought me another beer. Mm. And that was the flip for me. Mm. And that was on a Friday night. And Letitia, I didn't get home till Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So something happened in me. Something happened in me that just flipped and I didn't care and I deserved wow. it. So there was a complete psychic change in my head that yeah. just said, you, you, you got this girl. Just keep going and yep. have some fun. Yep. I tore through I towns and did my fun. And mm. um, I tried to go home on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, I still had this idea that I could go home and, you know, go in the door like, <laughs> like nothing, nothing happened. happened. Wow. It was insane. Wow. I mean, I was humbled and I felt horrible. But yeah. that's the only routine I knew was to go to the door. Mm. I knocked at that door because it was locked. Yes. Wow. And I didn't hear the girls. And I was like, uh oh, but I was like, I don't even have the right to ask about him right now. My husband. Were you sober at this time? I hadn't drank since the night before. Okay. So I was a mess. Yeah. And I was hungover. I was yeah. just terrified. Wow. And I was doing everything I can to try to, you know, the great thing about alcoholics is we put on a good outdoor outside mm. look, you know, exterior. Girl, I look good on the mm. outside. She doesn't have a problem. I ha I made meals for my kids. Yep. I was a great mom. Yeah. Yep. Working. So I thought, doing so I the thought, thing. Yeah. So anyway, I knocked at the wow. door and he would not, he had the little chain lock on it and he mm. opened the door and he says, you're not welcome here. Wow. And I said, please, please let me in. He says, mm -mm, no, you're not welcome. And for some reason, when he shut that door again, Ooh. I dropped to my knees and I realized there was a big mirror on that door mm. and I saw myself and I thought, you know what? It's not the dog's fault anymore. It's not yeah. my husband's fault. It's not anybody else's fault. I've got something wrong with me and I need to figure out what it is. Wow. And 
I thought I needed to go to a psych ward. Mm. I thought, who does this? Wow. In the right mind, who leaves their children? Who leaves their life? Who just takes off and does it? That's not me. That's not how I was raised. That's mm. not my life. That's not who I am. Yeah. But that's where I went. Yes. That's where I went with alcoholism. So wow. I went home, or I went in. He finally let me in. Wow. It wasn't easy, but he let me in, and mm. then he took off, and I... Uh, Got some rest, and that night I went down to Palsbo, our little town, and I went looking for something, some relief, like ch- like a church or somebody yeah. to talk to, you know. I a guide. Yeah. Some kind of guidance. Mm-hmm. Everything was closed. And it was a Sunday night, and it was the Sunday after Christmas. And, you know, on that night, every church usually has a service, ex- well, after Christmas, but that was the only Sunday of the month that this particular church didn't have one. Mm. For whatever reason, they were shut down, so right. that's not where I was supposed to be. I went down to the waterfront, and I sat on this bench, and I thought, oh, my God, something's got to change. Wow. It's like a, it was like a, I call it my surrender bench. Yes. You know? That's it was beautiful. Just that, maybe that's why I love benches so much. Maybe you that's why do there's love benches, benches all over the trail. That is why. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Because the bench changed your life. Look at this. You literally. Where's my wood burn? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, when you go to the Destination 74 air, me, me, you will see a surrender bench. Yep. Wow. So anyway, the next morning I woke up and I thought I got to figure it out. And I, Mm. I got in the yellow pages. We didn't have cell phones then. We're talking 1985, girl. Wow. I wasn't even born. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was coming oh though. Gosh, I was coming, you baby. Your way. <laughs> oh, you were. Um, anyway, I opened the yellow pages yeah. and I just saw this thing that said Alcohol Referral Center because I still mm. had never heard of Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. And the man there said it's going to cost you know some money to come see me, but I'll I'll give you some advice. And I said I don't have a dime. Mm. I mean, my last drinking episode, I had left my driver's license somewhere I had I didn't have a dime to ask wow and I wasn't asking my husband yeah he wasn't really speaking to me Mm -hmm. so anyway he said Alcoholics Anonymous have you ever been to one of those I said what is it and he said it's a place where people go they talk to each other they support each other they learn how to be able to drink and not uh to not drink a day at a time Mm. and it doesn't cost you a dime Wow. So I got all dressed up. I said, when's the next meeting? He said, noon. Gave me the address. Yeah. Got all dressed up so I could look good on yeah. the outside. Yeah. Face was all puffed up. Oh, Beautiful. Oh, it was a mess. And I went down and I walked into that meeting and I was terrified. Mm. I remember standing at that door because I was not the one. I never had a DUI. I wasn't the one that, you know, drove off into ditches. Yeah. I never had a, never been to jail. I'd never, right. none of that had happened. I looked like just a... Normal old housewife. Yeah. Hot, tall, blonde, blue eyes. I know what you look like. (laughs) And I uh, walked into that meeting and this beautiful woman named Peggy walked out. She said, welcome. She put her arms around me Mm. and I fell apart. And she walked me in, sat me at this big table and with all these people around. And and everybody said, welcome. And then they went around and they shared how they ended Mm. up getting there just for me. That was their, what they do is... Did they did their first step to just kind of share their experience and strength and hope with me, men and women. And I looked up and there was a serenity prayer up above the scales up on the wall. And I was like, I have seen that before. What yeah. have I seen it? And I went and uh, when I, my mom got back from vacation, I told her that I ended up in a meeting. And she said, well, you used to go to those with grandma all the time. I said, what? She wow. goes, you don't know this? And I said, no. And she goes, your grandmother, Selma was very involved in downtown Seattle getting women sober back in the 60s. Wow. She had gotten sober, and when we were little kids, all 12 of us grandkids would 
get all dressed up and wow. she'd take us to the big <laughs> I have chills. The big parties. Because they were called synonymous parties. I have actual tears in my eyes Aww. because it's like your grandmother was there she guiding was. you. She was. Wow, that is so I love my grandma. Yeah. So like grandmas yeah. to me are like our angels. They're yeah. our guardian angels yeah. forever, right? Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So So she So your so grandmother had a sign for you. Yes. Yeah, she did. She held a place for me there, a chair for me, and I See here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's and there's I so much in beauty there. in this. Wow. I went in there. I was young. There was not a lot of young people in yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous in 85. I was 27. Wow. There was, um, you know, people came by and picked me up and brought me to a meeting if mm. I needed it. I had a beautiful woman that lived next door. Mm -hmm. She said, and she was the one that I often left the kids with because I wasn't going to be home on time. Right. And I told her what had happened. And she said, I will watch your children from quarter to 12 to 115 wow. so for free for you. If you want to bring them over, I'd run them over and I'd jump in the car, truck and run down to the meeting. I'd come back and get them. And she did that for until I didn't need her to. And I wow. I stayed very committed. I You were so supported. Isn't it cool when you... Wow. There I was mean, an Kari. unconditional love there that yes. I never experienced. Not that I didn't get that from my parents, yes. but it was a different love from strangers. Yes. They wanted nothing from me. They didn't want my phone number. They mm. didn't want to, anything from me, men yes. or women. Yes. And it was... They just wanted to help you. They just wanted to help. And by them sharing their stories and helping me, helped them. Yes. And I got to experience that as time went on, as I started to wow. help the new person that came in yes came in and i it was just you know it's a phenomenal wow extraordinary um opportunity for people to land in alcoholics anonymous it wow. really is but so you, you would definitely okay. encourage people if they have substance abuse issues to definitely absolutely i'd yeah. say leticia pass on my number i'll talk to them in a second because wow there is when they're ready mm -hmm. nobody can force anybody yes you have to feel your own complete remorse and defeat mm. way down deep in your soul mm. And you have to be completely bankrupt in there mm. so that you can just be open to what what is offered because yeah. alcoholism is that strong. Wow. If you're wow. not beat down, if not beat down, but if you're not to that place of need, of wanting change and wanting some some wanting change. Yeah. You know, you'll just never. A hundred percent. You know, you just won't get it yeah. as you could. So. And you have to surrender. You're and I really think down. that's the key. Your yeah. bench. Yeah. That was that shift. You know what's so cool? We women, a lot of these incredible women, the stories that I share on the podcast, we all break. Mm -hmm. And we all have this moment where we have to kind of like sit in our shit mm. or face ourselves or like have a horrible divorce or deal with abuse, alcohol abuse in order for us to come back to life in a sense. But the cool thing is we rise even bigger. We rise higher. Oh, absolutely. And we're so Every resilient. experience brings us to a deeper level. Yes. And you know, you ask how do we become manifestors? How do we become yes. so open to change and to let things happen and yes. not have the fear of like, oh yeah, but if, what about, yes. what about but, but, but no. no, when we do that, it just, we grow and grow, but it's through all those experiences. Yes. I mean, I, I've been through divorce. Mm. I've been through marriage. Yes. I've been through holding my brothers. Yes, I know, and I know dealing with loss yeah yeah and it's 
all a part of our paths and our journey. And it's so beautiful because I get to sit here and be with this light. You're still (laughs) such a light through everything you've endured. But we wouldn't know that by just looking at you. This woman is 62 and like... (laughs) Would you stop saying that? Yeah, but but it's... it's, For me, women... You guys are so wise and old, and I love being with the women of just strength mm. because we learn from you. Yeah. And like, I see you in your light and your power and your beauty and your mm. unconditional love that you have, even through all of the stuff that you've been through, and you're still standing. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's cool when we get emotional because I can feel you, mm-hmm. and I can feel like the depths because we've all been through some shit. Yeah. We have. And, you know, you have to, for me, I didn't have a lot of self-love. Mm. And people said, oh, you know, just come, come for yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, no, nope, right now I'm coming for my kids. Yes. Because I don't want to lose my daughters. Yes. That was the most important thing yes. in my whole life. That was your motivation. Oh, my God. So the idea of ever losing them, it's like, I can't do that. I'm going to show up, keep showing up, keep showing up mm-hmm. until finally I could find some self-love. Yes. And then I could be there for myself. Yes. So through them, I was able to wow. find me. Through alcohol, anonymous. Yeah. How, who yeah. would have thought? Yeah. And through How my incredible. Daughters, through being able to be a mom. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I'm a mom. Mm. Oh, my God, I'm a wife. And I got to be the best wife I could be. That's beautiful. Living with a man who drank all the time. Wow. So I stayed with him for eight years. Yeah. And learned how to go to Al-Anon. I learned how to deal with, as an adult child of an alcoholic. Wow. I learned uh, how to deal with my... I also dealt with some drugs mostly cocaine was yeah a, you know fleeting thing through the 70s yeah. and i yeah. love that yeah that was a big deal a lot of people did in the 70s yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a thank god it was before all the other things that were yeah because i'd probably love them too. <laughs> <laughs> but i uh you know so i had to overcome and learn how to do that so i just clung to mm. to the um 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, to working with other women. How long were you in Alcoholic Anonymous until you kind of had a sense of self? You know, it's very interesting because it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. You know, you can start to feel that way and then you start to feel like, oh, am I just Mm. thinking I got too much or, you know, ego kicks in. Yeah. And when your ego kicks in, you're really easing God out, Mm. you know, and uh, and you have to be very careful for me. Easing God out. Yeah. Look what you learned. Time out. Ego. Easing God out. And that probably messes with you a lot when you're going through this yeah. yeah ego is a very tough one and you can get on these little pink clouds and you can get to this place of like oh i got this i don't need to go to a meeting mm. i love to you know i'm okay i'm okay yeah and then and then life hits yeah and you have to make a decision right are you going to run to the bar or are you going to run to a meeting mm. and i'll tell you it could be like 51 49 wow and you're just hoping that 51 is get your ass to a meeting because wow yeah was yeah. it hard for you to to there were times. Yeah. I know there were times, especially living with him. I know that there were times where he yeah, passed so how out is that? on the floor. So how is this? So oh, you're in terrible. Alcoholic <laughs> Anonymous healing yourself. Now, this was the man that locked you out, mind yes. you. Yes. But still is abusing the substance as well. So how are you able to manage that as a wife and as a mother, as a woman, when you're here healing and doing the work, because I know that work is hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And then going home to face a home where he's still abusing it. How did you manage that? Well, first of all, when you when I had got sober, yeah, I need to look look at my side of the street. One question: When did you get sober? 
December 28th, 1985. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, I had to look at my side of the street. Right. So in other words, I couldn't go home and start pointing my finger at him mm. because I had made a wreck of our home. Yes. So I needed to clean that up first, mm. no matter what it took. You took responsibility. I had to. Yeah. Because if we keep shrugging and blaming and shit, you know, doing yep. that, then what's going to happen? Yeah. And you know what? From that intense work I did, from that yelling and screaming I did, mm. from calling people going, what do I do? He's passed out in the middle of the living room and the girls are trying to wake him up. Mm. They said, step over him. Wow. I said, I can't get up. No. Step over him. Wow. And get your ass in the car and get out of there. If you and they need taught to. you this in school. Yes, they did. They taught me in AA. 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 Immediately. Yes. Yes. The women taught me that because <clears throat> that's what they learned. You know, yeah. They learned the same thing. This is what you do. You step over him. You can't pick him up. You can't clean him up. Let him wake up and find himself on that floor. Wow. Knowing that his family had to walk around him. That's wow. part of our bottom. You know, that's part of us. A hundred percent. And it's so special that you had those women in your circle to support oh. you during those times. My women's circle. Women's circles are the freaking best. <laughs> women's circles rule the no, world. Thank God for us women's women. circle, the only difference was we were sitting around in AA tables. Yes. But they were all women's circles. Wow. They were. That's so beautiful. Wow. Look at Because you guys had each other's back. So you literally stepped over him. But that literally. had to be a trust thing too. To yeah. To learn how to trust women. To learn how 100%. to trust anybody. You know, Especially so. during the times when you're probably the most vulnerable and the weakest. Most vulnerable. Yeah. You're feeling like... So you're stepping over him. Yeah. So I learned that, you know, and uh, eventually I stayed with him for eight years. Yeah. I tried to uh, intervene on him. I tried to do things. He was a different drinker than I was. I was mm -hmm. like, go out, party all night, yeah. stay home for, you know, don't do it for a couple of days. Right. He could just maintain himself. We could go out for a night. He could be dropped off at 10 o'clock. And I would drop them off and keep on going. Because mm. I wasn't quite done it. Yeah. My, my car was a party, baby. <laughs> we would have partied. <laughs> See you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. and, you know, it was fun. But thank God it was only maybe, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten years of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people do it. Anymore. Yeah. Do it like that. But either way, it was my journey and that's my path for, yeah. for that. And I uh, just, and 20 years ago, I moved to Southern California. Yes. I came down for Christmas in 1999. I found, um, brought my youngest daughter with me. My mm -hmm. daughter's with their, their dad. Because then, oh, let's talk about Grace. Let's talk about Grace. Let's talk about Grace. Then I met. So Grace, Grace is her, her third daughter. She's so sweet. 24 years old. Yes. So 25 years ago, I met her dad. <laughs> 26. <laughs> anyway, her dad and I met in Alcoholics Anonymous. A friend of ours introduced us to each other. And we just had a blast. We wow. Fell in, we fell in crazy lust love. Yeah. You know, just had fun. Yeah. We had a great time together. I mean, I and really, you both were in alignment at that time. We were. We were. Alcoholics we Anonymous. You guys were healing together. That was probably so uplifting and that powerful. Was so uplifting. Yeah. And my goal, you know, and I had these two beautiful daughters and I thought, I want to have another one. Yeah. I just want to have another one. And I asked them, I said, do you want to have a baby? Ooh. Yeah. I like, like that. I'm not married nothing. Why just yeah. have a baby? He's like, I'm going to be 40, and I would love to have a child. Wow. So I called my mom. I remember saying, Mom, I want to have another baby. Damn. She's like, oh, no, without a ring on your finger. I said, no, no ring. We're just going to have a child. And I love did. it. You know, it, was, it took me a long time to just be able to say, hey, it's she is our love child. Yes. Kim and I have had the opportunity. She was uh, uh, probably a year old, and mm -hmm. he had to 
move out and yeah. find another place to live. Right. But uh, we raised her together mm. the best we could. And uh, then I asked him if he'd moved to Southern California when yeah. she was three. And he said, I knew you'd move to the sun sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. So we came down. And wow. Yeah. Talk about manifesting. I went to a meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was down here for in 1999 at, at my birthday, so December yes. 28th, went to an AA meeting in, in uh, Palm Desert. Walked in, and I was a visitor, plus it was my birthday, so they wanted me to share. So I yep. shared a little bit and said, God, I woke up this morning thinking, I wonder if I could ever live here. Just nobody packs up and just moves from yeah. town that their, you know, great-grandmother was born. Yeah. We all stay Seattle home. People. We are Seattle people. Yeah. And by the time I got done with that meeting, two women came over to me and said, what do you do? I told her, I'm a hairstylist. Oh, my God, let me take you over to Jay Russell. I'm going to have you introduce you to Meg. She'll hire you. The other lady said, I have a house for you to move into. It's what? I got home that day from that meeting, hour and a half later, and I told my mom, so I had a thought that maybe I'd like to move here sometime. And I said, and now I have a job and a house. Shut up. So Now, this is in Palm Springs. Palm or, Desert, yeah. Palm Desert. I had flown down from Seattle, and Ooh. it all happened like at a meeting. So... I just started to let it roll, and I thought, if it's meant to be, I got a lot of flack from people in yeah. Washington, like, how can you move your daughters away from da-da-da, and, you know, I had to I had to get out of the... You know what's so interesting when you say that? We only get flack from people who never lived the life that we... Afraid of change. Yes, and they're fearful, so they'll talk you down because they, they actually want to be able to do what you're doing, but they're scared, too. Isn't that so cool? I'm so proud of you yes. for doing that and getting Thank up you. and just leaving. I have one this is what you wanted. support me. Wow. My best friend, Julie, she just was like, you go, girl. I love I'm that. I'm going to miss the shit out of you, but you go <laughs> yes. and live that life. Yes. And I'll be down to visit because I love the sunshine. Yeah. Pretty much her. It's so beautiful yeah. because in small town, like I'm from a small town too. And I remember like even just choosing college, I was like, I'm getting out of here. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. And I just left. And it's yeah. hard. But then you do it. And you're like, thank God I did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And honestly, we just kind of like, from there, I feel like we become. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a new space. Mm-hmm. You're Now you're in Palm Desert. Yeah. With your daughters. Ah, doing the sunny. damn thing. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I wasn't dealing with clients for quite a while. I went, I did something different because I had, um, didn't have my California license. Yet. Okay. I was terrified to get my California license. Why? Because you have to go to L.A., uh-huh. take an eight-hour written test, take oh, an eight-hour practical test. I hadn't done it in 20 years. I was yeah. like, I'm, okay, I'm changing profession. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I'm like, yeah, what a chicken. So there was here lies the other situation. I was like, I, I thought to myself at one point over those probably three or four years that I did mm. not do hair here because I didn't want to do that test. Yeah. And I could do everything to convince myself that I was going to change professions because I didn't want to deal with it. And uh, it became a um, such a big thing in my mind that I there was a point where um, I went and saw this woman, this friend of mine up in Washington, Lacey. Mm-hmm. She's an angel reader. Yeah. And I thought, I'm just going to talk to her. And she's like, what is going on with your career? You need to be doing something different. You need to follow what you love. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I can't. I can't take that test. Blah, blah, blah. And she goes, that's not true. Mm. You need to go home. Went back to my girlfriend's house. I called the California state boards. 
Mm. And they had just passed the law that no longer did a cosmetologist have to take a separate test. <laughs> what? If I was to manifest anything, that would have <laughs> been like, so out of my reach to think. But the greatest dream wow. that ever happened, I was like, this can't be true. Dude, Kari, do you know how supported you She's are? She's like, girl, you come down, get on that plane, come down, come to my office, and I'll give you your California license. If you've wow. never had your Washington license revoked or anything happened to it, you're good. And that was the beginning, one of the beginnings, but that was many yes. situations that happened that I thought anything can happen. Wow. Why do we limit ourselves? Yes. Anything can happen. This is like so cool <laughs> listening to your story because I'm like, yo, you're so guided and supported and you're you have angels all around you mm. because your path wasn't an easy path. Mm. But once you choose. chose yourself and to choose to take care of self and Takari, everything started to align. Yes. Even when you were in fear, you go to see when your girlfriend, she's like, no, you got to ch- Go, go do it. Go. And then you don't even have to take the test after all. Look at oh, look how cool that is. So beautiful. Wow. So, oh, I have chills yeah. with that. Oh. I have a personal question because, like I said, I, I've never had, you know, anybody with alcohol abuse or had friends that shared this story. So it's very powerful for me. And, you know, in the movies, when you see alcohol and Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, you see that time where they introduce themselves and they say, I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do that? I did. Is but that- I did because I was still into people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Everybody else did, so I did. I didn't even know what it wow. meant. Wow. I didn't even know what it meant. Wow. So I when just you. Said it because they said it. So when you. Wow. That that's is honest. so intriguing. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that, this is a whole other thing yeah. that we can no, talk I about, was too. Total people pleasing. I mean, I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know what I. Wow. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was relieved. Yeah. Because I really thought I was going crazy to do what I did. Because I knew nothing about alcoholism. Right. There wasn't the awareness there is now. Yeah. You know, there's, it's everywhere. That and drugs, you know, all of that. There's so much and there's so many treatment centers. Mm. Now. Yeah. Yeah, There wasn't. Yeah. There's so much rehabilitation centers. Mm. So do you remember saying that? Hi, I'm Kari. I'm an alcoholic. Like, how did that feel? Well, in the beginning, it kind of felt like I just was doing it because I wanted to do it. And because everybody, the circle. yes, you know, I wanted to blend in. Yeah. I wanted to fit in. Mm. I was that was I did not want to stand out. I'm I never was really that person. Yeah. So the idea that I did the things that I did and humiliated myself and so many people mm. on that last drunk was really, really instrumental mm. in how I ended up staying in Alcoholics Anonymous because mm. I don't ever want to forget yes. what I put everybody else through. Yes. And myself as well. Yes. But the humiliation. I mean, my husband, everybody. Mm. It was just, it was not right. Mm. So therefore, I had a lot to make up for. Yeah, I'm proud of you for that. About that. Oof, that I'm was, really proud of you. It was important. That takes a lot of courage. But you know what it does? It cleanses you. Mm. When you start doing the right action, it cleanses you. Yeah. So you can have the freedom. Totally. To manifest, to stop living in the past. Mm -hmm. And that happened, I would say, I'm 35 years sober, so I would say probably about 10, 5 to 10 years ago, I stopped living in the past. I was like, okay, it's time to shift. Not that I was living in it, but I was expressing it a lot. I was talking to people about it a lot. And if it's needed, of course, I talk about it. Yeah. But I just had to start shifting my recovery and my dream and my Mm. beliefs to uh, to living in the in the now and and what the heck we're going to manifest for the future. And you know, it's so powerful. It's so true, because until you're at that higher frequency and still you're until you're vibrating there, that's 
when you're going to align with everything you really desire and want. But you have to get there. And it's a journey. It is. Isn't it? And then one day you wake up and it's almost like you're there. It's almost like when the license thing got passed in California, it's like, I'm getting somewhere. I'm Mm. getting somewhere. This is happening for my good. Wow. Don't doubt it. Wow. Don't wait for the other shoe to drop. Right. Don't question it. Just go after it. Why not me? Yes. Literally. Why not me? Yeah. You know, you see things happen for other people. Yes. Financial fear was something I lived in for so many years. Mm -hmm. But I think I did too. Because it's how we were raised. Yeah. I wasn't raised with money. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. Yeah. So, yeah. I think a lot of us actually fear financial issues and financial freedom. Yeah. But I had to change my relationship. I yes. I didn't grow up with financial problems that I know of. Yeah. If they had them, they kept them right. quite well from me. Yeah. From us, but same actually. Yeah. We didn't have like we didn't have a lot of money, but I always had everything. Yes. I never felt like I had an issue. Right. right. But then growing up and realizing yeah. like, damn, how did my mom yeah. and dad raise us right. and support us? Yeah, you have a lot of fa- big family. Yeah. Yeah, which is so on. cool. So the relationship of money helped you. You, you shared with us about had, this. You did a course, which is so cool. I did. I was open to a course. I was yeah. open to, um, I just, I was so tired in living in um, kind of survival mode. Like a lack mentality. That's what lack I call it. Lack mentality. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, That's lack. exactly it. We don't deserve I to live in that, that mentality. I know that word so well. Yeah. And it's like lack or abundance. Which way do I want to go? And I didn't even know I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd be like, oh, where's the next one? I'm going to be. Yeah. Oh my God, what do I got to do? I used to be the same. My mom is like that. And I would go and see this beautiful gal, Lacey, who did this angel reading. She said, Kari, yeah. stop worrying about money. Mm. Stop fearing it. Mm. It was my daughter. My daughter, Grace, wanted to go to a private school. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's expensive. $12,000 a year? You could go to public. So we homeschooled for two years and she wanted to go to to the private school. And I remember going to talk to Lacey and she said, how's Grace? And I said, well, you know, she wants to go to this. She wants to do something different. And I I said, what do you see about Grace? She didn't know how old Grace was at that Mm -hmm. time. That's right. And she says, I keep seeing college for her. Yeah. And she's like going into ninth grade. And I said, Lacey, that's not it. She goes, no, I keep seeing college. And I was like, oh, my God, she wants to go to a college prep school, which is a private school. And I said, I don't know how that would ever happen. And she says, don't worry about it. Grace will manifest what she needs for herself. You just allow her to take the path that it takes. Yeah. She's in ninth grade, going into ninth grade. I'm like, really? She goes, don't worry about the money. Mm. Don't worry about the money. Stop Mm. fearing money and go after what you want. Mm. And guess what? Grace got into that school. She did. She manifested it. I got home from that, my trip. I was up in Seattle again and I got home and she's like, I just want to go over and do, you know, apply and do the walk, you know, do the like the walkthrough where they do it. And I'm just like, like, okay, you know, just yeah. walk through the process, yeah. Kari, even if you don't believe it. Just right. walk through yes. it. Just walk through the fear. And I walked through it. Girl, she went there all four years. Wow. Yeah. So, and it just, the money came. That's so money beautiful. Happened, you know. Yeah. So it just, Isn't that I so know. cool? It is. When it's we so just cool. get our get our ego out of it. And yes. Get our fear out of it. Yeah. Fear. False evidence appearing real. Mm. There's another one for you. That's false cool. evidence appearing real, ladies and gentlemen. Are you listening to this? Because this is cool. You're bringing us I a school I car. Take credit for it. But, you know, those are just passed yeah. down things that just really it's has true. helped me. Yeah. It's true. It's all these illusions and this fantasy that we create. But when we're in our reality, when we're in tune with self, 
life is actually really freaking beautiful and cool. And, and when you're in your flow, you aligned. Yes. And I want to talk about now you're aligned. <sighs> now you're this beautiful, wise, energetic, beautiful powerful woman and I'm in her house guys and I'm not kidding you it's the kingdom of Mount Center it's on the highest coolest most beautiful peak and it's 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 the most sacred space. It's so beautiful. I when I walk in here I feel like ah I do. I feel that. So you're here now. Yeah. This beautiful A-frame and yesterday you and I were talking about this how the A-frame how the triangles have been a symbolism very, in your life. Very significant. Can we talk about that? Because so the A-frames are all triangles and triangles have a lot to do with what you went through. Can you share that with the audience? Yeah, it's very interesting. I When I first uh, landed in Alcoholics Anonymous, you yeah. know, it's a, the symbol for Alcoholics Anonymous is a triangle. Love, service, recovery. You know, yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. triangle. And uh, I never thought of it any further than that. Yes. But when I stopped, we were up, up here one day and we had a gal come up that was just this beautiful soul and mm-hmm. she says I just want you oh no you know what I hadn't even she hadn't even been up here yet I met her for coffee down yep. at Whole Foods and she says I'd love to do a reading with you and your husband she does crystals but she says she goes triangles are really significant in your in your life wow and I looked at her and I said did you know I lived in an A-frame mm. she goes no I didn't but that completely makes sense yeah totally and I said, and I own another A-frame, you know. Yeah, down below, yeah. You know, and she's like, girl, yeah. She goes, I need to come up and spend some time with you. And when I started, Dean and I would sit up at our little meditation center and uh, or loft yeah. and look out and look out at that A-frame. And, and it was so strong to me one morning. I was looking at it and I realized that I've spent, an, as I mentioned a little earlier, but a lot of my time living on the left side of that triangle, kind of. And mm. the left side represented my past. Mm. And is that the recovery? That yeah, it's, the it's in that? recovery. That's in yeah. recovery. You know, the recovery side, but it just kind of re- represents my past. Yeah. And kind of all the, you know, collaboration of all the experiences I've had to yeah. be able to get me to the center of that mm. triangle. Mm. And then I felt myself shifting, going, I have to stop. I need to start living on the right side of this triangle. On the right side of this triangle. Yes, how cool. (laughs) I love this. (sighs) So somehow I was just, once I acknowledged it and it started to flow, I could feel myself being so much more free and open Mm. to changes, to future changes, Mm. to things happening. And all of a sudden, that was when it shifted for our house down there. Yes. You know, we were living up in this house and we were renting it. But I was at the post office and the or at the mail stop over here where I was catching my mail and the mm-hmm. lady mail lady was there, Mary. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, we're trying to sell our house over here in Springcrest. And I said, You I didn't know you owned one and she goes, It's a little A frame and it's like you're selling it? You know, Dean and I had already said, No, we're not yeah. gonna buy it. we'll just rent forever, right. you know. We don't want that commitment or whatever. So I called him at work. I said, oh, I think you need to stop by and see this house. He's like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, like, oh, (laughs) what does my girl want now? (laughs) We walked in, and we just knew it was the right thing. So we started, we bought it, but we we didn't know why. Yeah. We just bought it maybe for our future or whatever and uh, thought, well, maybe we'll move into it, but it's clearly too small. So we rented it, and I knew that property had had Mm. another purpose. Yes, service. Service. The other part of the triangle. Yeah. You know what? The more I'm listening mm. to this, 
Destination 74 is recovery, love, and service. Wow. It really is. Think about that. I like it. When I'm in Destination 74, I feel so much love. I'm grounded. I'm like at ease. Mm -hmm. I'm like, (sighs) and I'm literally in love with my life when I'm in Destination 74. You're at peace. Nothing can distract me when I'm there. But then I think of recovery. I recovered from my miscarriage and heartbreak on those lands that you created. And we had this beautiful sound bath ceremony with Elmer and Yvonne. And I cried and I Mm -hmm. smiled and I healed. And I saw my daughter come to me and Mm -hmm. tell me that you weren't healthy, mom. Like, I'm not ready for you, but I'll come back when you are. I'm always with you. And I was like, I have another angel. Like, thank you. That came to me in that ceremony. And the last part is love, recovery, service, service. You serve so many people here. Kari has these incredible ceremonies and she invites women that she knows. And eventually it's going to grow to become something a lot bigger. I Mm -hmm. think than even what you envision, because Mm -hmm. I feel it. Yeah. You know, we have these really cool, powerful ceremonies. She has yoga classes there. She has art classes. And that's what Destination 74 is. Mm -hmm. It's love, service, and recovery. We built that redwood deck. Yeah. In the ribbon woods. And it's just covered, you know, with all the the wind Mm. blowing. And you get to hear that when you're laying down on your mats. And and then that beautiful Eugenie and Todd built that gorgeous trail for us. Oh, that trail is so cool. Talk about a manifestation right there. Literally. Her coming to stay during COVID. I didn't know her. She stayed for a couple days. I said, do you mind if I'm going to be down there trying to dig a trail? And Mm. she's like, hey, did you know that I just spent, you know, before L.A.? I made trails on the uh, at Yellowstone National Park. I worked up there, and that's what I did. And I was like, oh! What are the odds? Literally. Manifested, what are the oh, odds of that, Jeannie, so by the way? We made that, helped them make that trail. She taught us so much. And oh. so we got this beautiful walking meditative trail on there. Yeah. And then, it's know. stunning. I walk every morning on the on the trail yeah, and good, good. they have this really cool duck off guys uh, when you go visit Destination 74 there's a rock it kind of goes off you kind of got to go off the trail a little bit and there's a rock that just looks over the highway mm-hmm. and, and it's the stunning in the canyon the canyon yeah. that comes right down there in the winter it's just, oh right down here and yeah. it's full of water in the winter it's beautiful like <laughs> look at what you've created so glad we could share this with you too. yeah and I'm thankful I know Elmer and Yvonne are beyond thankful mm-hmm. and we're just so blessed to share this sacred space with you. Mm. First of all, I'm honored to share your story with so many people. Like your story is going to help so many people and encourage so many people. And you never stop. I noticed that about you. Like Kari, you are a woman that inspires me because if you have an idea, you're going to do it. Mm. You're not questioning yourself anymore. I'm not. You go. And you make sure Dean, her awesome ass husband, and Dustin is gonna help <laughs> oh, you some way, let's somehow. Yes, talk about yes. Those two. yes. <laughs> she has an incredible family here oh. in Mountain Center. Dean is awesome, and the love that you guys have—it's so cool. Thank you. We he supports and loves you madly, and we can see and feel that. And for mm-hmm. us women, seeing that because we're, none of us are married. Me, Yvonne, or Elmira, and it's just beautiful to see that love. Thank you. And how he rides for you, and how, like, you're just you, and he honors you, and vice versa. He is my solid. He's really my solid. I remember speaking at a meeting one time, and it was my 
I don't know, 15th, uh, one of my birthdays. And, yeah. And uh, he was in sitting in the audience and a ton of people there. And they all, have, you know, they just want you to speak for two minutes or whatever. And I got up there and I said, I all just... I can do is I look at a man like him. So what is a guy like you doing with a girl like me? <laughs> you said that? I did. <laughs> I love you. I was just such a crazy girl. He's such a solid. And when did you, know, you meet him? What man. age? Uh, we met. I was forty-five, and he was fifty-four. So we're nine years apart. He was the same age as my brother. My brother was starting to pass. Mm. He had cancer and was mm. passing right at the time I met Dean. Wow. So Dean just kind of came into our lives and really helped my parents and and me while we were processing wow. through that. That's uh-huh. beautiful. We met at the property. For me not doing hair, I did property management. So that's where I met him. Yes. So there was a reason why I had that yes. little stint of not doing hair. Yes. You and had to veer off the track. I had to veer to off. To find love. Find that man of mine. So when you did this, because now you're 45, you've had two husbands. Well, mm-hmm. a husband and, and a, a lover. Child. Yeah, a love <laughs> child. Were you like, I'm going to just... Be single and have fun, or were you like, I want to find love again? Because I didn't, wasn't even at looking. 45, yeah. No, I had moved down here. I'd been here about three years. Uh-huh. I was very preoccupied. My brother had got diagnosed in about April, mm. and then in the summer that year, it was uh, 2003. Yeah. That summer, I was spending a lot. I was living in La Quinta. My parents are in Thousand Palms. Right. Let's, you know, they're... They were dealing with having their son come down, and we were trying to get him treatments and everything. Do you have cancer? Uh, cancer, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. He was a, you know, my, my brother was a special man, yeah. a beautiful heart, but he mm. definitely has the same issues that I had. Yeah. You know, he dealt yeah. with that and battled with that mm. very, very hard. And, mm. and he was very proud of me for what I, you know, what I've been through. He, he was proud of his little sister, but he just could not conquer yeah. that battle himself. Mm. He had, um, but he was an angel. Yes, yeah. is, is. You have another and angel. Yeah, yeah. So and, you know, beautiful. he taught me how to walk through death, walk through transition, mm. walk through holding his hand mm. as he made that transformation. Mm. And it was so incredible. Isn't that powerful? My parents were there. They're at the end of the bed holding on to him and I'm holding his wow. hand and we're just watching him yeah. go into the into the next to the next life. I did that with my grandfather. Did you? This last year. I lost what him in November. What honor. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy you got to, ch- you got yeah. to experience that. It was that. me, my grandmother, and my sister and I was with him for the last seven days. We took care of him in hospice at, my gr- at their home. Yes. And I was with him holding his hand every day mm-hmm. talking with him as long Beautiful. as I could. And until he took his last breath, I woke up and I was like, wow. It was such a crazy situation, though, because I was like, there were some days where I'm like, he's fine. Like, what's wrong? Like, why are you like, what are you people doing? Like, I was losing it, too, because that was my favorite man on planet Earth, my grandfather. But being able to witness death like you and I have, like, it's changed my entire perspective on life. It always will, too. It's something that you will realize all the time what a gift it was because I don't fear it. Yes, me neither. I look forward to doing that with my parents. Yes. You know, let's tell, let me tell you, my parents are 94 and 95 years old. That is cool. They just celebrated their 76th wedding anniversary. Congrats. 79 years is the giddiest book of world records. Yeah. Come on, you guys. They still live on their own. I go down and help. And I'm so grateful that they're here. Yeah. They're just such a beautiful part of my life. That's so awesome. So, and they've lost their son. They're both right. cancer survivors. They're wow. You know, they're it's, just they're it's, we have a lot in common. My grandmother has cancer right now, and she's battling it mm. again at seventy-five. But she's a warrior, and that's the thing. She's going to be so cool. But coming to terms with death, I think a lot of us listeners included have to come to terms with it. And once you 
can embrace it and understand that that's one thing that we all have in common on this planet Earth is that we will all die. Yeah. But I think it's a gift to have experienced that with your brother. It was a gift Mm. and it was hard. It was hard for me. Yeah. But now I look back and I'm like, wow. Wow. You got to see someone transition and feel it. Yeah. And that energy and his last word. I can still hear my grandfather in my head. Yeah. You got to say goodbye. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. It's just something that um, is such a gift that we are given Mm. to hold tight Mm. and to be able to know how to experience the next time it happens. And and it will. Yeah. And we don't we can help other people walk through that. You know, I mean, so beautiful. Yeah, I think. If it wasn't for others helping me walk through things, I I can't tell you how many times I've had to run out to my car and call my best friend and mm-hmm. just be like, oh, my God, yeah. how do I do this? I don't yeah. even know what to do. I don't know right. how to walk through this. And she said, OK. Yes. All right. You can do this. And this is how you do it. Hey. And this is why Girl We Got This was born. Oh, I'm so grateful. Because you're supporting so many women with your story. Yeah. And it's such an honor to share our stories. And it's an honor to have you share your story. Thank you. Because you're going to help so many people walk their path. And we women don't do that enough. But we need more of us well, to really open these doors. Because of things so that cool. you're doing. Oh, thank you. It's opening people up to that. Yeah, it's thank letting you. it be normal. Yes, that's what's happening for me. Yes. Is that you know by us being able to share our stories, mm-hmm. it normalizes things that when you're out there by yourself and you're messing, your head is going a million miles an hour, wondering what's wrong with you. Yes, you can hear something like this and be like, "Oh my God, she went through it too." Yeah, I'm not alone. Oh my God. You're not alone. Everybody listening, you're not you alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Nothing oh. do you ever have to go through alone again. I think that was one of the first things they told me in Alcoholics. Mm. You never have to go through anything alone again. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Wow. And then I had to go to my first wedding sober. Or I had to go to through my first funeral sober. Mm. Or I had to go do something sober for the mm. first time. Like, how do I do it? And you Would did you like it. to bring somebody with you? This is how you do it. Or yeah. go out to the car, call a friend, you know. I'm proud they of you. They gave me tools. They gave uh, me tools. And look at us today. Hey, and that's the key to life. Tools. And I and we create toolbox. these tools. Yeah. You got to have the toolbox. You got to have the tools. And we own, we have to go through these trials and tribulations to actually start creating these tools. Because if we had an easy, successful life, I would never have the tools that I have now. Right. As a 32-year-old woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I didn't go through depression, if I didn't go through loss and heartbreak, I wouldn't have the tools to be able to be doing this with you and honoring you and loving on all these women. It's so cool. The toolbox. Toolbox. I believe in the toolbox. And you know what? Remember something that you can change out your tools. Yes. Ooh, Just I like because that. you pick up a set of tools, yeah. it doesn't mean that by the time you hit 35 or mm. you hit 40, you're like, mm, you know what? This doesn't work so much. I'm yeah. taking this out and I'm going to replace it with this. Ooh, I like that. Always let your toolbox mm. be a flow. Mm. You know, Let that thing move and grow and as yes. you grow. Because I would tell you right now, the tools that I had when I was your age, yeah. never do what they're doing for me now. Wow. Whoa, this is cool. Yeah. It's like a new car. <laughs> We're a new car, so we gotta have new tools to upgrade, right? right. If we wanna upgrade, we gotta get new tools. That's right. Hell yeah. You wanna go deeper? Yes. We need better tools. You gotta have new tools for that. Yeah. This is cool, Kari. So guys, first of all, I just wanna say thank you so much. Mm. But I wanna share with the people the Airbnb is available and it's called Destination 74. If you want to heal 
If you want to find peace, mm. if you want to be in nature, if you want to just be, I encourage you to have a trip, have a stay in Mountain Center at Kari's place. Because I'm telling you, your place changed my life. Thank you. And Destination 74 will always have a space in my heart. I will forever come here. We're actually, Amira and I are trying to actually find a place here to be your neighbor, Kari. So I'm excited. Destination 74 is, it's sacred. And I pray that everyone listening gets a chance to really explore it and experience it because it's special. So thank you so much. I'm oh, so proud of you. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. Beyond. I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. I am that. so grateful that you are touching so many lives. Thank you. That you're making a difference. Thank you. Because we got this girl. We got this girl. <laughs> girl we got this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.